0: Hi, everybody, this is Maritza Mollis, and you are listening to the Autism Stress Less podcast, where each week we take a few minutes to talk about stressing less when you are caring for a child with autism. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Autism Stress Less podcast. So, today I'm going to talk to you guys about what to do when your child's behaviors become absurd. Let's dig right in. Grab a pen and a notebook. So something has to change, right? Especially when you have a child with autism level three and they may have times where they have violent outbursts, aggression towards themselves, towards others. Something has to change, right? And I know that sometimes those behaviors can be a little absurd. Because in this household, uh, we have had times where, you know, Jaden has gotten into several different um, behaviors just because he's upset with something or he may be in pain and we don't know it. Um, There's so many different reasons why our kids do what they do. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why you and I do what we do, right? I mean, we get upset too. Uh, We may have some triggers that cause us to be more anxious and, and things like that. So. Those are some of the things that you have to take into consideration when parenting your child, and they have, you know, these behaviors that you're like, what is going on in my household? So for those of you who are just tuning in and listening to us for the first time, my name is Maritza, and I have three boys, Julian, Jaden, and Sebastian. My middle son is Jaden, and he is with level three autism, a rare form of epilepsy, and pica, which is eating non-edible food items. So I always open with that because just in case there's new people listening, I want you to know our family situation. So today, I really want to talk about what do you do? You know, because in those situations where it's kind of like, almost like a crisis for some of us. I mean, when Jaden was younger, it was a lot easier to handle the behaviors. You know, it was a lot easier to handle when he was eating rocks or sticks. You know, I could easily just look at him and say hey honey you know that doesn't belong in your mouth and then I could replace it with something proper like a chewy tube a chewy stick or uh, I would replace it with even a snack you know like hey you can't chew on this but you can chew on some goldfish or you can chew on you know a cheese stick or whatever it is you know that he liked or when he was having a meltdown you know some of our kids are headbangers, right? So Jaden would have a meltdown and he would hit his head against the wall or he'd throw a tantrum and scream and scream and scream. So it was easier for Kevin and I and the grandparents to just kind of manipulate what was going on with him back then. But now Jaden is five foot five and he is about 189 pounds. So how do we, you know, take care of those behaviors that can be a little absurd? Well, we're learning. You know, you just kind of learn as you go when you're in this kind of situation. So, my first thing as a mom and, you know, Kevin is a little different than I am, but my first thing as a mom is I I'm like, "Okay, what's going on? What is the thing that set him off before he got set off, right? Is he in pain? Did something happen? Is he upset because he didn't get something that he wanted?" You know, I go through this whole list in my head as a parent. And then, once I find out, you know, if it's not pain, if it's not, you know, whatever, I, I'm like, okay, so what can we do to kind of help him to calm him down? So, I usually have a shoebox in the dining room, which now I feel like we have shoeboxes of stuff everywhere, but this may be something good to jot down. So, when you're a child, his behaviors, her behaviors, if they're a little absurd, you know, number one, you wanna find out what it is that's going on. You know, are they hungry? Are they angry? Are they tired? Are they, you know, in pain? Whatever it may be, find that out first and then you can act accordingly. Number two, I would definitely find calming activities for them once you find out what it is. Um, Obviously, if you think it's a headache or if you think something's wrong, you can always give them an ibuprofen or give them some ibuprofen. If they're little, you know, liquid ibuprofen. And sometimes that will help too. And I'm not a medical doctor, I'm just telling you what I've done here. And you know what has worked here. But if there's no pain, then find some calming activities, whether that be putting them in, you know, an area of your home where there's a beanbag chair, maybe some soft lights where you know you can even go on Amazon and they have like these cool wave lights that um, we've bought for Jaden numerous times because he ends up breaking them, but they work <laughs> when it's time to get him into that calm-down mode. Uh, Shoe box of goodies, which, you know, it could have anything that they really like in it, including the chewy tubes or a spinning light-up toy. Uh, If they're, you know, older and they kind of like, you know, the video games and stuff, maybe an iPod or a phone or whatever that has, like, certain apps that they like or an iPad. Um, You know, colored pencils or markers with coloring books, things like that, to where you can kind of just try once they're done banging their head and they're being angry and spitting or whatever behaviors it may be. Once you they're calm, this is when you start saying, Okay, let's, you know, let's go put you in this area of the house so you can sit in this comfy chair and just kind of relax, put some music on, whatever. Sometimes that works, but sometimes it does not. So what do you do when it doesn't work and the behaviors are just like out of control? Well, this is what I do as a parent. So this podcast is you know, I wanted for Kevin and I to do this podcast for you guys to stress less. So when all else fails and you've tried so many different things, I always say, you know, if you've tried everything for your child and they're still just not doing well, as long as they're not hurting themselves and they're not hurting other people, you know, they can sit in an area of the house and still have their tantrum or whatnot. You need to take some time for yourself to regroup. So that's time for you to either go into the bathroom, like yourself in the bathroom, get a washcloth, put it on the back of your head, take some deep breaths, say a prayer, and wait for the storm to pass. (laughs) Especially if you're by yourself, because I know a lot of you parents don't have help. So you wanna make sure that all of you guys are safe in that household. Once the storm has passed, you can come out, you can talk to each other. And I'm a big person on the love languages. So, you know, if your child, you know, their love language is like quality time or acts of service or physical touch or words of affirmation. Those are the love languages. So Jaden is physical touch. The child loves to hug and high five and fist bump and squeeze and play with people's hair and stuff like that. So if your child is a physical touch child, then that's when you go and you hug them and you tell them that you love them. that you're sorry that you know they have to go through this but they're not going through it alone even though it's so hard trust me I wanted to pull out my hair and scream myself when Jaden has had meltdowns and I'm talking about severe um but I've learned as time has gone on like I cannot carry on like my child is carrying on because some of us do that right but I just learned you've got to take time for yourself to regroup you do So after you do that and you connect with your child again, you know, you guys um, just sit in each other's presence, try to be calm with each other, listen to some music, watch some TV. If your child likes to do sports or play catch and things like that, like Jaden loves to go outside too. He loves to run. He loves to play catch. He loves to play basketball. And... Again, Jaden has a lot of different issues, so he's not like a LeBron James or anything, but he likes to play, so that's what I'm talking about. If your child just likes to even play and throw around the ball and stuff, just do that. Do those kinds of things that are going to help kind of calm them down physically as well. Um, and also, another thing to jot down is that, you know, if your child's like in a severe crisis to where you're like, I can't do this, this is, you know, become way too much for me, then you need to try to find help before, you know, the next crisis comes about again. So what you need to do is you're going to contact your child's school and you'll ask for support from the IEP team and you'll have to de- start to develop a plan to address the behaviors both at home and at school. So that's where we're at right now. So we just had an IEP meeting and everybody that was involved was wonderful and Jaden's school is fantastic. And they are always helping to, um, they always just provide like additional support, you know, even though Jaden and he's got all these different things going on. So now we're not only working with his behaviors at school, but we're going to be working on his behaviors here at home with help, with outreach services. So you have to try to talk to as many people as you can concerning your child, because that's how you're going to get the help that you need is you just keep talking to other people and, you know, the board of education at your, um, Board of Developmental Disabilities, at your child's school. You just talk, talk, talk to as many people as you can so that way you can get the help that you need for your child and for yourself because, I mean, you're going to need these kinds of things whenever the going gets tough, right? So those are a few things that I would recommend that you guys do whenever, you know, something like this occurs in your home. I know it's super stressful and it's, um, it's physically exhausting, I'm in your corner, we know exactly how you feel. And hopefully that plan can help you just prepare before something else happens, you know, for the next crisis. Restless skill for the week is to change those things that need to be changed to help your child with their behaviors. So how can you put those things into practice? Well, of course, I'm going to talk to you about what I believe is the most important thing. So, and that is to always trust God and have faith. You know, that's big, 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 big. Because when you have so many things going on in your life, you know, it's so hard. It's hard to trust a God. You know, it's hard to trust God. It's hard to go through all these the motions that normal people, I guess, go through. And I shouldn't say normal because I don't want emails from you guys like, what are you talking about? But I'm just saying, number one in our household is to trust God because when we start praying and we start praising and we start doing those things that we have to do and just trying to love on our family, then blessings eventually come down. And that's the truth. So you have to change the tools in your toolbox in order to get some right results. So instead of focusing so much on your child's behaviors and the things that they may be doing that's like hurting you emotionally, sometimes physically, you know, start praising, start listening to good music, start reading good material, start hanging around good people. That's super important because if you're hanging around people that are negative all the time, that's also gonna be stealing from your joy. Right? So, you not only have, you know, behaviors that you're dealing with and you're trying to help your child cope with, but you're also, you know, you have to remember you cannot be around negative people. I don't care, and I always emphasize this I don't care if it's a mother, father, sister, brother, cousin, best friend, whatever. You cannot surround yourself around people that are not, you know, building you up, building your children up, building your your marriage if you're in a marriage up. You have to surround yourself around people that are positive. And that, you know, they can speak a word of life into you. Because that really does help. Um, and also, know that you're going to need a shovel to deal with those weeds, right? <laughs> you're going to have to dig out all these weeds and start planting new new plants, new things. Because if you don't change what's going on, nothing is going to change. And that's for sure. And Jane's going to be 13, so we've learned a lot of different things. Like, okay, well, this is not working. We're going to have to change this, right? So make sure you change those tools that you need to change in order to help your child and your family get through it. And, um, I'm going to go to, let's see, for the scripture of the week. I'd like to look in please forgive me. I'm like going through all these pages. Second Corinthians chapter 10. And this is verse five. And it says, and as much we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. And so that's one of the things that, you know, I believe is a mistake that we make as parents. is um, we don't remember that going into our brains sometimes can be a really bad place and we make the mistake of comparing our lives with other people's lives and you just cannot do that. You know, God's not going to help you be anybody but who you are and he's not going to help you and your family be anybody but who, you know, who he's having you to be. So yes, you're in this situation where you have a child and you know something's got to change in their behaviors or this, that, and the other, but you know, God is is calling you to be a person of love. You know, a person to love your child through thick and thin. And I know it is hard, people. I know it's hard. Plus, we've heard lots of stories of people where, you know, their kids have, like, broke windows over and over. You know, it's just a lot of stories are heartbreaking. And I know that you guys are heartbroken. <laughs> so i that's why I tell you guys to trust God, have faith, get into a good Bible-based church where there's, you know, good worship and a pastor who, you know, is loving and speaks the word of God over you and your family. But not only that, you know, make sure that they have a special needs ministry. And if they don't, find one. And if you can't find one, then I encourage you to listen to, you know, live streaming churches online like Elevation. You know, Elevation Church has a great live online church service every Sunday at multiple times. So, I mean, check those people out because you can go to church from home now. That's how awesome it is. Before you couldn't do that, but now you can. So you can actually create a new new tool in your tool, toolbox. One of those tools is actually you can attend church at your house, inside of your house now with your family. So that could be something new that you guys do together. And that has helped us out a lot. You know, we, we belong to a church... Here in Ohio, but you know, when we can't go on those days where we just cannot go to church, we put on a live church service and we can all experience church together, which is really nice because we're all here together. We're not worried about, you know, anything but just trusting God and worshiping together as a family and just being together in peace together. And you know, the scripture I read you is like, lead every thought and purpose away captive to the obedience of Christ. So you have to. Remember that um, your mind is a battle. It's a battlefield. And one of the books that I'm going to recommend today is The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. And I can just talk about her for hours because she has been my spiritual mom throughout the years. I've been listening to her since I was like 21 years old and I'm about to be 40. But I mean, she's just been an amazing mentor to our family because she talks about all those things like, man, it starts in your mind. You've got to get your mind right, and you have to start pouring in good things into your mind, so that way you can be good, you can, you know, be good for your children. And I know um, that you may be going through a very hard time, but like I said, don't give up. Keep seeking out services for your child as much as you can. Talk to as many people as you can to help your family, especially if, you know, danger is involved. But also, take some time for yourself and believe that God, you know, he's, His purpose always prevails, you know. His purpose always does prevail. So, I want you guys to understand that. That once you start living in a way where your mind is not destroyed by negative things, but your mind is starting to hear the truth, hear positive things, you're listening to positive things, music, you know, the word of God, however you want to do it. If you don't read it, listen to it. You're going to have joy and you're going to have peace, even in those moments where it gets a little gray, gray. So I just want to encourage you guys about that. But anyways, I can talk forever and I'm not going to do that to you. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And like always, you can always hit us up at molisfam at gmail.com. Have a good week.